Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of the Hafey Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. We got a new sound effect this week. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about how to start a podcast in the year of our Lord, 2020. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. All right, it is Sunday, it is May the 3rd, and uh, it is episode number 22 of the Happy Digital Podcast, and um, I've been getting a lot of questions lately about how to start a podcast, I think, with all the quarantining and all that stuff going on, that uh, podcasting and just live streaming and all the kind of content that you can do from home has become a, a hot topic, and uh, so... Um, I thought that it would be good to go through and just talk all the way through everything that I've done as far when it comes to building this whole podcast studio and starting this podcast. Uh, but first, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. And let's have a conversation because I like uh, I like uh, talking to people on uh, social media because it's fun. Um, so I want to get into that. And uh, go through everything. We're going to talk about the gear that you need, um, the software that you need, uh, hosting, um, how to actually set up a live stream. If I can show you in real time, we'll do that one too. Um, but the reason that I want to get into this is because um, this episode of the Haven Digital Podcast is brought to you by my most recent upload to my main channel, uh, which is just youtube.com slash Digital. And um, so I've been working on a series. It's taking me a lot longer than it should. But the series is all about how to set up your own live stream capable video podcast studio. Uh, so far, there are three videos in the series. The first of the three uh, videos is a um, just a tour of the studio itself, <clears throat> not getting too in-depth as to uh, how everything works together. And there's a little bit in there. But the, the second video is all about the gear. What gear do you need? How do you set it up? How does it all work together? Um, so that video has been out for probably a month uh, as of right now. And then I just published uh, the third video in the series on Friday, which is um, all about the software. So we kind of covered the gear and we covered the software. And if you watch those two videos together, kind of followed all the steps and guidelines in those two videos, you should also be up and running with your own podcast studio. So those videos are out there. A link to the most recent video, um, the software video, is in the uh, description down below. It would be fantastic if you would go give that a look and um, you know give it a like. And, um, and yeah, hopefully you, you get some value out of that. One thing I wanted to show off, though, before we get into all the YouTube stuff uh, or all the podcasting stuff, is this, I've been eyeing one of these for a while, and this is a uh, X-Rite Color Checker Passport. Now, granted, I think this one is geared more for photographers because of its small size, um, but this is basically a little super accurate color. It looks like a makeup palette, but it's just got, uh, on this side, got a nice uh, um, white balance card, and over here, you've got all the different colors of the rainbows and more um, you know, areas there to help you nail your exposure. Uh, if you've ever seen like in movies when they do, uh, 
scene 22, take five, action. And they clap that little clapper together. That thing serves a couple purposes. The first being that the clap sound helps with audio sync, but then also you'll see different colors on it, white and black and gray and the red and green and blue, all those colors. And those help the colorists when it comes to getting accurate colors in the scene. Um, so that's what this is used for. So um, I, I just kind of wanted to experiment with this. I wanted to see if maybe uh, I could take this image that you're seeing here, because as you know, in OBS, as you may know, um, you can create LUTs. Um, you can create, like, say, for example, a LUT in Premiere, and then you have to process it a little bit in Photoshop to make it work in OBS. But then you can open it up in OBS so that you can grade your footage, essentially, before it goes out to YouTube or whatever. Maybe I'll make a video on that at some point. Excuse me, by the way, drinking Black Cherry Canada Dry Sparkling Seltzer. Let's give me the burps today, but... What's new? So, yeah, the way that this works, and I still haven't dialed it in. I played with it a little bit, but um, the way that this light is set up and how dark it is over here, and just kind of where the light shines, um, it's I find it kind of different. Like if I if I tune my exposure, let's say to these black through white squares at the bottom, if I tune the black to where it's supposed to be, it ends up making all this area just completely black. So I have to kind of fine tune that. Um, it's interesting kind of getting the colors dialed in and how differently it can look versus the colors that come straight out of the camera. So either way, this is something I'm going to have a lot of fun with. These things aren't cheap, by the way. This is like, I think it's like 80 or 90 bucks for this. Um, and they have bigger ones that are way more expensive. That's part of the reason why I just got this one. One, because it's small and compact, but two, because it's already freaking $90. And if you want something more expensive... You're going to have to pay up for it, but that's how it goes. So that's that. All right. I don't think there's any other updates this week. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was it. So let's get into the topic at hand. In 2020, it's 2020. It's 2020. Uh, so how can you start a podcast? If that's something that you've been considering, how do you do it? Um I'm going to go through some tips for whether you're a beginner. I'm going to go through some tips whether you're a little bit more advanced. Um, if you want to do, let's say, audio only, or if you want to go all the way up to um, having something like this, where it's you know lighting and cameras and quality, you know, quality stuff going on and audio boards and all that kind of stuff. But let's just start. Let's say you're a, a, a full-on beginner and you want to start a podcast. Um, and you want to just do audio for now. You don't. You just want to start simple. What's the simplest way to start? Simplest way to start is honestly with this right here. Grab your phone, um, and you can go on Amazon, for example, and pick up little microphones that'll plug into the lightning cable of your phone, um, and it just helps to increase the audio quality a little bit. I know that on this phone, I forget the name of the app. Let me voice record. Let's see. Can I? That's the name, that top name right there, or that top whatever. It's called Voice Record. Let me get my focus back, and boom. Um, that's the app that I use to record audio. It gives you a lot more features as far as just controlling the quality of the audio and, and other things that the default um, recording app within the iPhone won't allow you to do. But I would recommend getting that. Go on Amazon. Get, just get a simple microphone, look at the reviews, find something that's, that's, that works for most people. 
plug it in and go to town. Just start recording it on your iPhone. There's, um, and then as far as hosting, once you get done with your pod or your audio recording, the easiest platform that I've found when it comes to hosting a podcast is Anchor. It's A N C H O R. Um, let me see, is it .fm? Yeah, Anchor.fm. This is actually what my dashboard looks like here. You can see how many uh, estimated audience of six. Now, what I will say is that the analytics that you get from Anchor are not super great. Um, I'm still, I still don't have a huge audience, obviously, so I uh, my analytics are a little bit limited. Um, but it's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. Um, and my guess is that their business model is, um, oh, wrong button. There we go. I guess their business model is uh, <clears throat> advertising. Um, so they make it easy for you to, say, film, um, uh, like, ad spots. Uh, and they'll, depending on your audience, they'll even give you certain offers for things like certain um, CPMs or whatever. And you can record, and based on how many listens you get, you'll get paid out for that. Um, and I, I imagine they take a chunk off of that, which is why it's free to, to use. Um, but the platform itself is super simple. Uh, when uploading, I, I always upload new episodes through the website. It's a little drag and drop, type in a title, type in a description, you know, upload a thumbnail, and then that's it. Uh, and then it's out. And then it distributes it all across the board, Apple, Spotify, I, you know, all those places. So I highly recommend Anchor. Uh, I believe they do have, yeah, they do have a, an iPhone iPhone app as well, um, and it's pretty easy to use that as well. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, let's find out. I think you can even record directly into the Anchor app. Let's find out. Um, record, yeah. So once again, you just open the app, and you can press the little plus button at the bottom and then hit record and record right into the app. So super simple, highly recommended. Go with that. Um, there are other platforms that I've used before. Uh, one notably is Libsyn, which has kind of an outdated look to it. Um, it's, my understanding is that the Joe Rogan podcast uses that, which is how I first heard about it. Um, and it's good. Uh, analytics there are okay. Um, it's a little, there's a little bit more of a learning curve and it's not free. If They may have a freemium I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I know that uh, if you want to get a certain amount of storage that you want to go with the uh, um, the paid version. But it's not that expensive either, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, that basically covers hosting. But, yeah, fresh out of the box, grab a simple microphone, do it like that. Um, and then if you want to add in video, again, you, I mean, you know, again, if you're just starting out, if you want to use video, get yourself... A, a decent little LED video light or just, you know, find a nice window that has some nice soft lighting coming through and use your phone. Use your phone to record your audio and your video. You can extract the audio from the video and then use that. That way you and then you can upload the video portion of it to a YouTube channel and save the audio for the, you know, the audio portion or, you know, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, that's That's for the beginner out there who just kind of wants to jump into it. But Let's let's jump over to the more advanced side, or at least the more in-depth side, because I think that if I kind of go through and talk through all the different stuff that I use for this podcast, 
um, there are, there are areas where you can kind of pick and choose different things that you want to use and the things you don't. So let's start with gear. I think that's everybody's first question. What, what kind of gear do I need to get started? Now for me, um, let's talk cameras first. So I've got three camera angles that I currently use. This is camera one, got camera two, a top down, and then I've got camera three, which is the GoPro behind me there. And these cameras, um, they're all different. This is a Sony a6500. This one is a RX100 Mark V. And actually I got to change the exposure on that. Let's see if I can do this. Hold on. Real time. Let's see. Let's see real time. Where's it at? Cause this one is backwards. Wait, is it? No, hold on. Oh, I gotta go down here so I can see it. Cause I changed my uh, my light. Uh, nope, one more. There we go. That's good for now. I changed my uh, the intensity of this light up here, so a little overexposed there. But anyway, yeah. So this is the RX100 Mark V Sony, and then this one back here is is a GoPro. So there are a lot of different uh, cameras that you can use. Um, I, the, what you want to look for when you're getting a camera, if you want to add a video aspect to your podcast, is uh, that it has a clean HDMI output. And by the way, uh, I want to mention, I can't, did I, maybe I mentioned this already, but everything that I'm going to say here is going to be kind of more of an eagle eye view. I'm going to kind of, there's going to be some good info in this, but if you really want to dive deep into the setup of the cameras and how everything gets connected together, and all that type of stuff, you're gonna to wanna to go check out the videos that I put together on my main channel. And again, I'll, I'll, link, um, I'll link those in the description below. Anyway, so yeah, the, the cameras need to have a clean HDMI out, which means that it can output the video feed from the camera without any of the overlays that you'll sometimes see on the back of a camera. And luckily, the three cameras that I'm using all do that. If they didn't, they would have, you know, all the little exposure readings and the and all the other little details and information that pop up on the back of a camera screen. So that's number one. Um, and it really doesn't matter which camera you use again, as long as it has that clean HDMI out, but I would not recommend getting a webcam, like a standard webcam for it. Um, a lot of webcams are maxed out at 720p. You don't have any control over the exposure in a lot of cases or frame rates or anything or any of those things that really contribute to the quality of the picture. So um, while they're simple to use and you can just plug them into your computer and go, I wouldn't recommend it if quality is your goal. Um, moving on from cameras, let's talk about microphones real quick. Um, you know, again, unless you're trying to do just kind of quick and dirty something out of your phone, uh, my recommendation is to use kind of an, an XLR microphone like this, XLR. This is the Audio-Technica AT2035. Uh, it's a nice, it's a, it's a relatively inexpensive microphone. I want to say it's around 125, 130 bucks. Um, and it's sturdy. It's got a low cut filter on it. Um, it's got a pad uh, uh, option right on here. And... You know, it's a little bassy sounding in my opinion, but otherwise it works really well. XLR refers to the type of connector, the, the cable here. So it's not just going to be like a little uh, three and a half millimeter plug like you would like a headphone jack type plug. It's going to have an XLR cable. But if you want decent quality, these are probably going to be the way to go. You could get something like a Blue Yeti or like a Samson Meteor mic or something like that, like a USB mic. That could also work and those aren't bad. Um, 
this is kind of what you're trying to accomplish. The reason I like using the XLR microphones is that I can plug them into an audio interface like, let's see, this here. So this is the Rodecaster Pro. Prior to this, I just used a little, it's about this big, a little two-channel audio uh, interface. It's relatively inexpensive. This thing's like 600 bucks, so I don't recommend everybody go out and buy this, but this thing's great because it was designed for podcasting. Um, so you, the, the audio board allows you to plug in up to four inputs. Um, everybody can be monitoring, or there's four headphone outputs. Everyone can be listening at the same time. You've got your... Um, sound effects if you really want them and uh you can even plug in a phone and you know accept phone calls and, and route phone audio through this um you can record directly on this there's a whole host of options so this thing is great if you really want to get serious about it but it's got four xlr inputs in the back um, which means that I can plug this microphone directly into it and everything works really well I can monitor my inbound and outbound audio with this alone um i found some issues early on in doing all of this where you know i was plugging some audio like for i think i think it was i had my headphones plugged into the back of the computer and i had my microphone plugged in my audio interface and monitoring and going back and forth along with obs which we'll get into in a minute was really confusing so if you um, if you're able to, I would say get an audio interface, use it to monitor all of your inbound and outbound audio, get a nice condenser mic like this, and um, you'll be off to the races. So that's audio. Real quick, lighting. Um, lighting really just comes down to, I guess, what you're, what you're, what sort of style or what sort of look you're looking for. I used to use one as a circular kind of LED panel, maybe about yay big or so, and those were fine, but um, they tend to reflect, they tend to not, they're not soft enough. So if I, you know, I tend to sweat a lot. So if my forehead would sweat, I would look shiny and versus I could still look shiny every now and then, but for like, I've got this, um, big newer, uh, it's a go, the, the video light is a Godox SL 20 or an SL 60 W. And then I've got a big 36 inch softbox, and that's going to spread the light out nicely and wide so that you don't uh, everything just looks nice and soft and no harsh lighting so if you can afford that great if not a little led light panel i see a lot of people using those uh ring lights those work fine in a lot of cases it'll just look like you have little light rings in your eyes if the camera's close enough but you get it um and then other software or other hardware that i have is this atom mini switcher i don't want to pull it out too far because I don't want it to unplug anything. Uh, but I've featured this plenty of times before. It's a, it's a four-input uh, um, switcher designed for simple live streaming, kind of like what I'm doing now. You can plug in up to four HDMI inputs. So all of these cameras that I have, this one, this one, and this one, they all get plugged into the back of the switcher board, and then this kind of handles all of the process, or input, takes all of those feeds in, and then outputs everything to the computer. So you don't have to be switching between all your camera angles on the computer, you can do it through this board with just a press of a button. And then there are other options, green screening. You can change uh, your audio um, fades. You can do picture in picture where you can kind of put your picture over your picture. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Um, this, so this thing's been great. The other option, by the way, in order to get the camera feed into your computer, you do need something like this audio switch or this uh, Atom Mini switcher, or you need a capture card of some kind. Uh, the capture card I used previously, which I mentioned before, is the Camlink 4K. Just keep in mind, you do need one of those for every camera that you're inputting. Um, so every camera angle is going to require its own capture card unless you have something like this, and this will replace... The Ada Mini will replace um, up to four capture cards. Capture cards like the Camlink 4K, I think, are around $125, somewhere in that range, um, versus this, which is $300. So by the time you surpass three camera angles, you're better off getting this anyway because you, you know, you'd just be wasting money. And this thing, honestly, makes things easier. I do hear they're pretty hard to find right now, though, again, because everyone's trying to get in on that, uh, um, that uh, podcast game. But if you can find one, and I think they just released the Ada Mini Pro, which I haven't looked much into yet, uh, but obviously it's going to have some more features. Just don't know exactly what those are. Uh, outside of that, I have this thing here, which is the Elgato Stream Deck. This is just a cool little, um, it's, got, it's got 15 buttons on it. They make a bigger one that's got, I don't know, more buttons. I'm not sure. But uh it's a, it's a cool little device and you can customize it. You can like, you know, for example, every time for every episode, when I play my intro, uh, I play it from this here. I'll, there you go. Or that little, uh, animation that I put at the bottom. I used the Elgato stream deck to activate that. Um, I use it to turn on and off my screen. Um, it also has other options here too. Like for example, Oh, I put, I created a number pad for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, I can put bookmarks on there. Um, I can uh, lock my computer screen with this button here. So there's a lot of different options to choose from. The best thing, though, if you're for the live streaming part of it, is how it integrates with OBS. To um, you know, you can have it change between scenes and sources and do all sorts of stuff. There's a bunch of different. Um, uh, stuff that you can do with that. And I talk a little bit about that in the software video that I just uploaded on Friday, which you should go check out because the link's in the description below. And uh, you're awesome because you're going to watch it and click like and subscribe and all that. So outside of that, what else on the hardware side? Get yourself some headphones. Um, it's always good, especially if you're doing it solo, to be able to monitor your audio. Um can't tell you how many times having these on would have come in handy because I could have very easily messed up and uh, not realized. In fact, one time there was a time where I was talking for maybe a minute without realizing that my audio wasn't up, but that was for a different purpose. But anyway, and why am I still on this view? I'm not really sure. We're just going with the flow. It's what we do here. So uh, yeah, that's it on the hardware side. On the software side, uh, you're going to need, you're definitely going to need OBS. Another one that I've heard of, but I haven't played around with is OBS Streamlabs, I believe it's called. And that's, I think that one is dedicated specifically for live streaming. Um, and I guess in a lot, in, in some ways, according to certain people, it's better or easier to use than standard OBS. I've just gotten used to OBS for a while now. And I find OBS, at this point, like I've, I've, I understand it now and it works for what I'm doing. So I'm sticking with OBS, but there's, they're both free. Uh, OBS stands for open broadcaster software and it's what you're going to use to, you know, you can use it to record your live streams. You can use it to 
start a live stream. It'll generate a feed for you that can be sent out to, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all basically any platform out there that allows live streaming, you can use OBS for. So right now I'm streaming and recording this podcast using OBS as I have for all other 21 other episodes that I've done in this podcast. So I highly recommend it. Again, I go deep into OBS in that software video um, as far as how to set everything up to get up and running, what all the settings mean, how to add sources and scenes and all that kind of stuff. So check that out. I think my dog's trying to come in. Hold on. Hello? Tum Tum decided to pay a visit. Come here. Come here. Come here. So. This is King Tum Tum. If you remember, we got him on February 23rd, and he weighed 18.4 pounds, I think. And now he, that was on February 23rd. Now he weighs, we're going to weigh him in today. He'll probably weigh about 55, 56 pounds. This boy is massive. Say hello. No? Okay. Well, getting extra privacy now. And whatever, he's hanging out. Okay. Thank you to my wife for uh, grabbing the dogs. Uh, so that's King Tum Tum. Um, he's, uh, he's a handful. So moving on. Um, yeah, OBS, other software you need. Really, OBS is the main one. You can get away with just that. If you do use the Rodecaster Pro, uh, there is some software that comes along with that that you would use to update your soundboard, and you can also use it to update the firmware for it. The Ada Mini does come with some software that you will also need uh, because um, really there's only one setting that you need to, to adjust to make sure that you're up and running, and that's um, setting the frame rates and your resolution that you want to output from this. But other than that, you don't have to touch the software all that much for the simple stuff. The Elgato Stream Deck here comes with its own software also. Uh, again, that's just to be able to customize all the buttons, so you definitely will need the software in order to use that. Uh, and that's that's the software. That's it. Live streaming. Now, um, I've only ever live streamed to YouTube and Facebook, and well, not me, but um, I've um, helped with some live streaming on Twitter. Um, and the process is similar across all the platforms, regardless of what you use. And that is that the, the different platforms are going to provide you with a server URL and a stream key of some kind. So if I go to this view here, uh, over, let's see, can I... Yes. So uh, over here, this is kind of the, the default YouTube stream URL right there. Uh, it's called an RTMP feed. And then you have a stream key, which I'm not going to show because if I did that, then anyone could take over this stream key and that would not be good. So I'm going to leave that as is. Um, but this is kind of the dashboard when you go live. It's going to show you uh, how many people are watching, how many people like the video. Um, it's going to tell you, you know, a little bit about your connection and things like that. Um, and really all you would have to do is copy your stream URL and your stream key 
and put it into OBS here. If you go into settings, stream, that's where you enter that information right in here. And then when you're ready to stream, you just simply hit start streaming. Excuse me. And um, after you hit start streaming, there's usually a little bit of a delay, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 15 seconds. And I have a thread on my hair or on my hat that's bugging me. Um, but once you hit start streaming and you go into your dashboard, which is this, at a certain point where it says uh, end stream up there, it'll start to say go live. And that means that your stream has been accepted by YouTube and you can start your live stream. And as soon as you hit go live from that point on, you're live basically. So uh, it's actually really easy to do and to get set up. That's actually probably going to be the next video in the podcast series is how to um, start a live stream. But I don't, I'm going to have to think that one through because I know that Twitch is a big one. I've never live streamed on Twitch. Uh, I have a Twitch account that I've really done nothing with. So I'm not entirely sure how the process works there. Um, so I have to think, okay, do I want to explore and try to do a per-platform tutorial? Or do I just say, for example, kind of explain the basics of it as far as how it works, meaning OBS generates the feed, your the platform, whether it be YouTube, Twitch, whatever, accepts that feed, and then um, given these, the you know the server URL and stream key, and then that the platform then displays it when when you're ready. Because I think that my my thought is that if you can explain that into how it works versus just you know in order to go live on YouTube, first click here, then click here, then click here without explaining why. I don't think that's going to be as helpful. But maybe if I just stick, stuck to YouTube and said okay. This is how you do it. This is why it's done this way. This is why this works, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that will translate well uh, to the other platforms for anyone who's watching. I'm hoping. But, yeah. Uh, what else? That was live streaming. Um, to be honest, I didn't, uh, I didn't write down a ton of notes for this one because I've been doing this. I've been just focusing on all this for so long, even before, you know, I do a weekly podcast. I've done 22 of these now, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, that's 22 weeks of doing podcasts. And then prior to that was at least, you know, probably a couple months of testing off and on just to kind of figure everything out and get comfortable with it before uh, I actually launch things. So at this point I feel pretty comfortable with it, but that's why I didn't write a whole lot of notes down. Cause I'm like, okay, I can just, I can just go in there and start talking and uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be able to uh, fill up some time. Maybe another tutorial too. That this, see, this is the thing. There's a whole lot of, there's so many different ways that you can teach podcasting and all the different parts of it. You know, for example, I did um, Brendan Halbum who hops in the chat every now and then. Uh, he, I had him on for one of the podcasts and we did a live podcast. It was live streamed with a Skype integration. So I had him on Skype. That was a good learning experience. We had some flubs there. I think his inter internet connection might have been a little weak. Um, so we ran into a couple of different issues. There was also an issue of um, the like uh, latency. So he, when I was talking to him, it was, there was little to no latency, but getting Skype then into OBS, there was maybe a few seconds. So it, it almost sounded like whenever he would 
finish talking like I was, it almost sounded like I kept cutting him off, but that wasn't the case. It's just, there was like this kind of weird latency going on between me talking and OBS picking it up. So, um, so there's that. There's also in OBS, you can, as I've mentioned before, you can create filters. Let's see here. So this is, we're back in OBS. I'm going to go back to my screen here. Yeah, you're going to have this, uh, see, it may not work, but let's try it. Um, if you go in your source filters, there you go. So it's might be, let's see, can I enlarge this? Yes, I can. Sweet. Okay. Um, so as I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, you can create filters. Uh, for example, there's a whole different, there's a whole bunch of filters you can add color correction, uh, Luma key, et cetera, et cetera. You can apply a LUT. Um, so you can go into say Premiere Pro and you can generate, you can create a LUT. By the way, there's going to be a little, I think there's maybe a little delay in the audio here because I'm showing OBS, but anyway, disregard that. But you can go into Premiere Pro, you can color grade your footage. You can export that footage or that, that as a LUT, that grade as a LUT. You can bring that into Photoshop, you can save that as a PNG, which can then be used inside, and there's a process of it, I've forgotten it, um, but uh, I'll just have to relearn it, but, and then you can load that into um, OBS, and then you're basically applying a lot to your footage before it goes out to stream. So this is what my office looks like graded with the LUT applied. And then if I turn it off, this is what the feed looks like coming directly out of camera. So off, on, off, on, off, on. You can see I kind of have that teal, orangish look going on. Um, but yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Get that out of here. Perfect. So that's pretty cool. That's another tutorial um, that can be done and added to that, uh, that series. So, and I would love to know, um, I'm sure there are, for anybody that's listening to this podcast specifically, uh, I'm sure there's some other questions out there. Uh, I'm always happy to help um, and uh, answer any questions anybody has. If you are curious about certain, just, just about anything, you know what, just leave me a comment uh, on, uh, in the description of this video or at the, you know what I mean, it's late. I'm hungry. I've had I haven't had dinner, so mine's a little frazzled. And we were running around all over the place today, taking care of a lot of those errands that we couldn't take care of during the week. So, um, I'm a little tired. Tum Tum has been waking up at like six, like fifteen in the morning. Um, so I'm a little tired, tired as well. But that's no excuse, um, because. Um, I, I have committed to doing this every week, so that's what I'm going to do. So with that, I think I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast here. I hope that uh, I gave you all some information that will help you on your way to starting your own podcast because uh, that's where we're going, babies. Sounded like Crystalia there. Um, that's where that's where we're headed. We're all we're all at home. We're all isolated. We're all looking for ways to um, continue to reach people, and we're doing that through live streaming, through podcasting. And um, it's pretty cool to see. And, uh, you know, if I can help people to um, start down that path and uh, start their own podcast, hey, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to be able to help. So anyway, Richard, I want to do a video podcast, but I don't know if I would need to do it with a PC. 
by my side or just myself? Um, with a PC by your side or just by yourself, what, what exactly do you, do you mean by that? Like, um, I mean, if you're going to do a video podcast, do you mean if you need to have it right next to you or if you need to like move it away from you? Clarify that for me for a little bit. I was going to end the podcast here, but if you're still watching and if you can uh, answer that for me, I can answer that question before I go. Actually, that's a, that's a good point because I didn't mention um, computers. I didn't mention PCs or, or, or any of that. So I have a, uh, a, a PC that I built. Um, I've got a GTX, uh, 1080, 1080, 1080, yeah, GTX 1080 graphics card. I've got 32 gigabits or uh, 32 gigs of Ram. I've got a, uh, what else do I have? Oh, I've got a, a Ryzen 7 3700X CPU. Um, like I would need a PC or just my phone because I don't have a tripod. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't need a tripod. I mean, you could put you can put, you know, whatever you plan to use for filming. Just prop it up on something and put it wherever you need. And get get creative. Just use a box, whatever whatever you need. Um, that would be my best suggestion. Um, but as far as, is, if, if you wanted to do something, if you wanted to live stream a podcast that has all these different elements, like right now, again, cameras, audio, live streaming, recording, you're going to need a, uh, set a, a PC or a Mac that's going to be able to handle that load. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I know exactly what kind of hardware you would need to do that. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not a super big computer nerd. I all I know is that the specs, the 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 stuff that I have, works and is able to handle the load of what I'm what I'm doing, what I've been doing. So, um, you know, you just kind of got to experiment. Uh, in the software video that uh, I just published on Friday, I talk about that, and you know, within OBS, there are certain settings that you can adjust and toggle that will help you to. Um, you know, um, it'll help you to play with the quality a little bit so that if you are overloading your system, if you're seeing drop frames, if you're using too much of your CPU, you can pull back on those things a little bit and change and tweak the settings so that you can, um, get, um, so that you can make sure your, um, your system can handle it. Richard, I hope, I, I hope I helped you there. You said, got it. Good. I hope I could help. If not, let me know. Leave me a comment. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have, that's all just to say that if you have an outdated system, if you've got a PC or Mac with old components or just, you know, it's a few years old, you may have some challenges trying to accomplish all of this. Uh, I've got a buddy who's been trying to do a podcast and he uses a, I think a Microsoft Surface, if I'm not mistaken, and it works, but it's not, um, but he's, I think he's run into some issues or, you know, just his computer fan is running like crazy, so um, yeah, you need a lot, you need some processing power to be able to process all of this. But again, if you want to, if you don't have to live stream it, you could record it live and then you're taking the live streaming part away from, you know, you're not, you're not having to overload your computer with streaming capabilities and then you can just upload the podcast later. So there's ways that you can work around it. 
Um, but you just got to kind of test and play with the settings and see what your system can handle. And if it can't handle it, either upgrade your system or kind of downgrade your quality or, um, you know, change up how you do it. So that would be cool. Good to know, Richard. Thank you. Um, so that's, yeah, those are my thoughts when it comes to computers. So anyway, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I've given you all the knowledge that uh, I can afford to give today. Um, once again, last time I will say it, please go and watch the video, the software video that I just published on Friday. The link is in the description below. And of course, hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed already and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. Let's have a conversation. Thank you so much for watching. As always, uh, we will be back again next week, Sunday, 6 p.m. Pacific time seems to be the, uh, the time that works best. So we're going to stick with that. And until then, I will see you. Thanks so much for watching and bye-bye.